0: Welcome, welcome, welcome to Real Job Talk, the podcast with practical advice for mid-career professionals. Hey, Liz. Hey, Kat. How's it going? It's going, it's going. Good. So
1: hot off the presses, uh, today we're gonna talk about a topic that has come up extensively over the last couple of months. Uh, The topic of severance packages. You know, we hear about layoffs, especially for those of us in tech. and usually with a layoff comes the severance package. And so like, what are they? What aren't they? Why do they exist? What do you do if you get one? Um, we want to answer the questions that we get to help people learn and be prepared if they're faced with getting one. So what we've done is we've compiled a bunch of questions that we've gotten over the last couple of months, and we're going to answer them for you. So pretty easy squeezy, right, Cap?
0: Yep. Yep. This is gonna be another short and sweet one. But uh if you uh if you if you think that you are gonna be navigating this or if you are navigating, I hope you listen. Mm-hmm. So yeah. point number one. Yes. What is a severance package and what is the point of them, especially if I'm an at-will employee?
1: Excellent question. And for those of you who may not know an at-will employee, basically you sign that with your offer letter, it means You know, I'm not indebted to you for life, and you're not indebted to me for life. We can part. We can each part ways if we want, Mm -hmm. right? But what does that really mean? So, what is a severance package? A severance package is basically if you like take out all the legalese, Mm -hmm. it says we'll give you some stuff if you go away nicely and don't say bad stuff about us and don't steal our stuff.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Would you Would you agree with that? Absolutely,
0: absolutely. (laughs) So it's the right thing to do when companies have the resources to be able to do it. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, some companies get themselves into a situation where they're not able to, but we're talking about companies that are offering severance tonight.
1: Yep, exactly. And so the reason, like, why does a company give give it? Well, a person wasn't expecting to look for a job. So the purpose, if you will, of the severance is number one, to get them to sign that I won't blame you if you don't blame me thing. Mm -hmm. But it's also the right thing to do to say, here's something to tide you over because I don't think you were looking Mm -hmm. and now you don't have a job. So that's kind of the twofold purpose of it.
0: Absolutely, and it, you know what they look like is that they they are often a combination of comp, you know compensation and benefits. Mm-hmm. Uh, generally, it will say when the person's last day is, and then what needs to be done to earn the severance. Yeah, generally, what needs to be done is a signature, an agreement mm-hmm. to the terms, and like you said earlier, the terms are often about in accepting this check, I will act as if it's a no fault situation and I won't disparage the company. Yep. And
1: the company is also saying we won't disparage you.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So
1: a lot of times a severance package comes with they won't contest unemployment Yeah, because you're an, all of a sudden unemployed, not at the fault of your own. Um, a lot of layoffs, you know, they say this isn't performance related or something because when you're doing a layoff, it's not the time to be like, and well, of the team members, you were the one who sold the lease, like whatever. Like it's not it's not the time. It, it's not the time for performance management. So it's really about parting ways kindly.. Mm-hmm.
0: We've talked about this in the past with similar situations, but mm-hmm. when when we get when we get pulled into a meeting that we're not expecting, it can be, you know, it can be anxiety producing you know, our, our mind can start to be, you know, filled with all sorts of thoughts, like what's happening. Mm -hmm. Um, and so the best thing you can do in these situations is just remember to breathe, Mm -hmm. feel your feet and just stay really present and listen. Yep. Try not not, to react. Yeah. Try not to fight because Mm -hmm. believe you me, the person on the other side of the table doesn't want to do this almost as badly as you don't want this to be going down. Right. It's the it's the worst part of HR from my perspective.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and we'll talk a little bit more. We have a question about like what do I do after, but I think it warrants in the moment. Know that the person who's delivering the message, probably you're not the only one that they're delivering it to. Mm -hmm. It's one of the low days of their career, anyone involved, I, you know.
0: It's just never fun. Having, having been on that side, uh you know, several times, it's, it's never fun.
1: It, so I, I tell people it is the worst, letting people go, whether it's in a a riff or one, one one-on-one, it's the worst part of my job and the most important to Mm -hmm. do right. And, Mm -hmm. um, but it, it weighs heavy on people's heart. But when you, like Kat said, if you get the news, it's not the time for a long discussion. Mm-hmm. It, it's not a time to react. It's a time to nod your head and have time afterwards to pull your thoughts together. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that we were saying, we're like, what, what do you have to do to get it? Usually sign the paper. You also have to return your stuff. Generally, mm-hmm. some of them, there are times where you need to finish a project. And so they're like, you have to deliver XYZ and then you'll have your last day and then you'll be gone. So different severance packages or separation agreements have different clauses. You just need
0: to know what yours is. So you need to make sure that you read everything before you sign. Okay. Yes. That's really important. And you don't necessarily have to sign it right in that meeting. Oh,
1: gosh. Don't. There's a timeline. It, In your agreement about signing it. If you're over 40 and there's more than one person let go, you have 45 days to sign. And then after you sign, you have eight more days to take back your signature. Um, If the WARN Act is enacted, which means a layoff of, I believe it's over 50% of the workforce in a location. Correct me if I'm wrong, Kat. Um, There's different rules. And I think it's three months of warning ahead of time so you know plant closures and things like that things get funky and different but you have a timeline the minimum timeline I've seen is for people under 40 they have five days but you still have five days
0: mm-hmm. so don't feel like you have to sign something under duress mm-hmm.
1: yeah and if someone tells you you do they're wrong like they're wrong
0: and and they're not you know they're they're clearly not putting your best interest first.
1: And they're illegal they're mm-hmm. acting legally so mm-hmm. you, they're wrong <laughs>
0: so, so you don't, you don't. Have to sign but but make sure to read the document and mm-hmm. make sure that you you know you either sign it or you engage with an attorney and respond with a letter but mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know if it is a mass severance kind of situation you just make the most sense to sign it
1: yes well so you just let into question too cat <laughs> So, question two is: Can I negotiate a severance package? Cat, can you negotiate your severance package?
0: I have seen it done a couple times uh, at the executive level, but the executive level are often not at will employees, right? They may have a, they may have contracts. So, the answer is not really, and and very rarely. Rightless. Yep.
1: I mean mm-hmm. there are people that negotiate if they leave not on their will, they negotiate up front, it's in their offer letter. So they get what's in the offer letter because that's what you You've signed that. So it's already mm-hmm. agreed upon. The other people that are sometimes able to negotiate are people who say, Well, then I'm gonna sue you for harassment. And then they but but they can't just say, Well, then I'm gonna sue you for harassment. Oh, really? I didn't, I we had no idea you were harassed. You know, like mm-hmm. The person who says that and maybe is able to negotiate has a lot of written documentation or yeah. video or you know whatever it is that they have that they can prove that yeah. the company has done wrong by them. And so if and only if you have, you know, nail in the coffin proof, sometimes that is a negotiation piece,
0: but generally, generally, you're not submitting that proof at that point. I mean, if you've been, oh, that's a, that's actually a whole other episode. It really know, is, it, which yeah. we will do in the future.
1: Yep. But um, again, and again, this is all. You, anything you would do is with a lawyer. And again, mm-hmm. we're we have another question. What do I do after I hear? The other thing that sometimes that I've seen negotiated, and I actually think is. A good negotiation if you are in sales and a commissioned salesperson to make sure you get paid your commission for anything that closes on or before your end date. Because that's part of your earnings. And you probably have a uh commission plan that says that. So there are times that people don't put that originally in the severance package, but if you are a commissioned salesperson, pe- you can sometimes get them to pay you your commissions.
0: Yeah. And what you don't want to do is com- <laughs> is compare yourself to other companies, what other companies have done because yep, because they're all different. Mm-hmm. And just because your friend may have gotten a huge severance package from their company in a similar situation may not, you know, d- does not is really non-applicable. I mean, it's just mm-hmm. not something that you can compare. Yeah you know, like we said earlier, companies do not have to provide severance packages, mm-hmm. but but it is the right thing to do. Yep. And when a company is offering you a severance package, there's probably been some pretty good thought behind it. Mm-hmm. And what, what we don't know on, on, you know, what you don't know on that side of the table is, you know, often when companies do a, a massive kind of um, situation like this it may be due to cash flow right there yeah. may just you know that that's generally one of the biggest reasons so if they're yeah. offering you money and there isn't much money sometimes it's just good to say okay thank you
1: yeah we want you to know that you have every right to ask what the formula is but like I promise you that you're not getting three months. The person next to you that's been there in the same job as long as you have is getting six months just because your boss liked them better or something like that. That's just not how this no. works. No, they uh, probably
0: have they probably have a formula. Yep. You know, if you've worked here X amount of times, you'll get this. Yep. You know, there's a formula that they probably have to report. So or
1: everybody gets mm-hmm. X. Or everyone or, gets the
0: same,
1: yeah. It depends on each situation. And a lot of them have been public at Stripe or at Salesforce or at Twitter, although they're not giving their packages or paying them, but whatever.
0: No, well, they're not doing they're not doing the right thing then, are right? they?
1: They're doing it all wrong.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But those companies have more money than a smaller company. So so even though it's like wistful thinking in the moment of like, man, if only I was at Facebook. You just can't compare apples and oranges.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, and it, you can't say, well, can you give me the Facebook package? That's just not how it works.
0: would be nice if it was, but it's not. <laughs> yes.
1: So to answer the question, can I negotiate a severance package? Kat, the answer is? Not likely. Not likely, but good luck. All right, Kat, what's question three?
0: Question three. What can I expect once I hear that I'm part of a RIF? And RIF, for those of you that don't, that don't know, stands for reduction in force.
1: Hmm. Uh, well, they should expect to hear what the package is. They mm-hmm. should expect to hear what their last day is going to be and mm-hmm. uh, how and when they need to return their stuff and mm-hmm. what stuff needs to be returned and what stuff doesn't. You know, I would say nine times out of 10, your computer needs to be returned, but maybe your mouse doesn't. Because mm-hmm. it's like we're not tracking that stuff or whatever. So what you need to get back when, if there is work that you need to complete or transfer, and when that needs to get done. Um, oh, you expect to get a lot of paperwork. Mm-hmm. Especially in certain states like where you live, Kat. But yep. <laughs> I mean, when I say a lot, I'm talking 15 to 50 pages worth of paperwork.
0: Mm-hmm. And so you want There's to pay attention, you want to pay attention to the important things. Um, yep. you know, know when your last day is, know when to return things, and also really pay attention to what you sign, what when when you do end up signing it, you need to know exactly what you're signing. You know, the expectations, mm-hmm. you know, if you do A, B, and C, then you will get this. Mm-hmm. So make sure you are really clear on what those expectations are. And yep. our advice to you, our real job talk advice to you Woo! is to make sure to align with those expectations.
1: hmm and know what they are. So one thing you're gonna get, probably gonna be cash compensation, there might be benefits. So what happens when you leave a company the, and you have health insurance and dental insurance and vision insurance through that company, is you can pay, a, usually your company pays at least a portion of your insurance. But because we want to have people insured, companies have something called COBRA, mm-hmm. which can, for 18 months, can be your insurance, but you have to pay for it. And so, and it costs a lot more than when right. it's subsidized by the company. Yeah.
0: You're paying the company's cost. So yes. often- the To cost, stay on the plan. Yes. So that's something worth knowing. You want to research. You'll have a little bit of time. Mm-hmm. uh to choose whether or not you choose to opt for the Cobra, the continuing benefits. Right.
1: But a lot of companies offer Cobra as part of the severance package, like maybe a month, Mm -hmm. maybe two months, maybe six months, who knows? So, Mm -hmm. so you want to know what they're offering for that. And then you have to look at your life. Like, do I want to deal with COBRA at all or do I want to go on my partner's benefits or something like that? So you have decisions that you need to make, but again, you need to know that what, it, what your package has.
0: Now, I can speak to California because that's the state that I live in, but in mm-hmm. California, we have something called Coverage California or Covered mm-hmm. California. Mm-hmm. And that's the uh, the marketplace where you can buy insurance. Yep. And the nice thing is, and this is because of Obamacare. The nice thing is, is that if all of a sudden you don't have income, the insurance is going to be a lot less expensive. Yeah, but because they base it on what your income is. Mm-hmm.
1: Yep, exactly. So again. You got to figure all that stuff out and kind of in short order, but know that that could come with the package as well, that you can stand your current insurance, mm-hmm. uh, at least for a little bit. So yeah, you, when you hear your, what you're part of, you need to figure out what do I need to do? What are my timelines and what does this all include is
0: mm-hmm. basically mm-hmm. it. And then you sign it within that time frame.
1: Mm -hmm. I know some people are really mad at their company and they're like, I'm going to wait to the last millisecond before of my timeline before I sign. Just don't. It's lame. Like waiting till the last day, like... People aren't the the people tracking it aren't really on pins and needles till after your time frame expires, and you're not hurting anybody but yourself because you're delaying the amount of time until you get your money.
0: So. Well, it's just it's always more stressful to wait to the last minute. Yeah. It's like doing your doing your taxes at the last possible yeah. moment. Uh, yeah, you know people yeah. do it, but it, it's more stressful. Yeah. So just, you know, yeah, it's already stress, it's already a stressful enough time.
1: Mm-hmm. Make it
0: easier on yourself to not you know to not yeah. procrastinate on this.
1: Yep. Move on. You, 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 know, and we can do a whole nother episode on like getting off your feet after a riff, but they're
0: mm-hmm.
1: getting back on your feet after a riff, but for your mental health, you got to move on. Like you can't mm-hmm. dwell in it. And so delaying signing just is dwelling.
0: Anyway. Absolutely. Okay. Next question, Kat. Question number five. What are your thoughts on posting my riff on LinkedIn and social media?
1: I want to hear what you say, Kat, because I know what I say.
0: Well, I think it's important, especially on social media, like Mm -hmm. uh, LinkedIn, right? Mm -hmm. I think it's important to let your network know that you're looking for a job. Yes. But the way that you do that, do it with class. Don't complain. Don't, um, don't talk about the details of your severance package because chances are you've signed that you're not going to, that's probably one of the expectations.
1: And it's in Um, your non-compete, even if it's not, though your non-compete is probably part of your severance package, but yeah, like don't give details because you are legally obligated not to.
0: But, you know, do it, you know, do it in a, in a, in a positive light. Let mm-hmm. people know, you know, what you've done and what you're looking yeah. for and what you love to do. Yeah. You know, be, be very positive and and mm-hmm. do not complain. Don't talk, don't act like mm-hmm. a victim. Mm-hmm. Um, even though it might, you know, even though you might feel a little bit that way, which is kind of normal because yep. you weren't expecting this. So yep. you're gonna have your feelings. But leave your feelings as we've talked about this, leave your feelings for your people, you know, in your inner circle, your advisory board mm-hmm. members, right? Yeah, people, but don't, don't publicly bleed out your feelings uh, yes. on, on LinkedIn or on social. <laughs> I personally, if I was a, you know, if I was a, a victim of a, of a riff, I mm-hmm. probably wouldn't talk about it on Twitter unless I was, you know, unless I was saying, Hey, I'm, I'm looking for work. Yep. Um, just that. So that's, that's, that's the way that I would approach it. Liz.
1: So it's so funny how aligned we are. We did not talk. We, <laughs> we did not talk about this question before. <laughs> so, Number one, the LinkedIn green circle, yes, 100% yes. -hmm. Why wouldn't you say that you're looking for work when you're looking for work? And LinkedIn recruiter, only recruiter because they get you, but uh, LinkedIn recruiter can let you search by open for work. And if a recruiter is looking for people that want to hire quickly, guess who they're looking for? The green circle people. So the folks that tell you that the green circle makes you look desperate, they're jerky. So I I say- absolutely yes to the green circle. You decide how you want to announce it. Sometimes just putting on the green circle is plenty of announcement. Mm-hmm. I will tell you, Cat, and this might be a controversial thing. I am having, and maybe it's because I'm the HR person and I feel guilt for all the other HR people. Like, <laughs> well, I like I, the first thing I, when the, I, I think the Salesforce 10% was announced the first week in January. And I was like, oh my God, those poor HR people were working over the holidays. Like, that's just where I am in my world right now, right? But when the people who are writing like, I might not be able to make my mortgage, like the desperation, please. And mm-hmm. I feel their pain yes. like in my soul. I do. But, yeah. But, but.
0: That's a really good example of the don't come across as a Yeah. Victim.
1: I can't help you. And now I know you either peripherally. So I feel like I'm a voyeur and weird, or I know you well and I can't help you. And now I just feel horrible. Yeah. And you don't want to, if during your job search, you don't want to evoke horrible feelings, not horrible <laughs> like you've been a jerk, but horrible like I feel so awful. This person is worried about paying their mortgage. And yeah,
0: you don't want people to pity you. No, no. It's just it's just not a good combination in no. the uh, as you're searching for a new a new no. role. Don't want that.
1: Yes, and I'm seeing a lot of like desperation posts on mm-hmm. LinkedIn, and mm-hmm. I'm not reacting well to them. Yeah. Well. Now, hey, I well today was a surprise. I'm now on the market, and this is what I'm looking for. I'm not letting this hold me back. I'm cool. I'm cool with that. But. I would say to keep it positive. And I'm also having a weird reaction, Kat. Maybe this is just me, but to like the people who are left behind, like a lot of my peeps left today and my heart is with them. And did it, like, it's oh, yeah. like,
0: yeah, that's just, just stay it, out It's it. making
1: it about them. And I'm like, dude, you still have a job. Be quiet and just be supportive. Yeah. Like, so for the people that you know, write them a recommendation. Do like, Again, another whole episode on what to do if there's a riff at your company and you're left behind, but like be supportive of the people you know, do anything you can to help them. But like the, I'm so sad my friends are gone posts really
0: are pissing me off and making me, you know, I mean, if you, if you really want to help a friend, yes. Yes. You can share their profile. Yes. Uh, You can say this, you know, you can say, listen, this, this person uh, is one of the most amazing people I've ever worked with. And this is why, you know, do a few, you know, three to five bullets of why and, you know, connect that way. Write a recommendation on LinkedIn. Yes. There there are so many ways that you can help someone in a, in a way that, um, that actually helps them other than kind of just stirring up drama.
1: Yeah, but before you write like that amazingly nice thing promoting yeah. someone, yeah. their permission. Yes. <laughs> just saying, but absolutely. I, you know, I'm. A, we're always about you being yourself. But I will tell you, as people who hire, hire and have hired, like on a professional network, there's certain things that you may not want to share about how. Much in need you are, and mm-hmm. and because it it just makes others feel bad, especially mm-hmm. people who can't help you. And you know, all it need, takes is one, but most of your network can't help you. So you want people to know you're looking. That way, the people, the helpers can help. Mm-hmm. Having them know every detail may not help you, and may not help them help you. We're saying on LinkedIn, keep it professional. Yes in professional groups and on professional Slack pages and in professional networking groups. Mm-hmm. You call your best friend and cry and be scared and have all your feelings. You do that all day, every day, if you need to, like, we're not saying don't have feelings. We're saying be discretion,
0: It's discretion and where you share your feelings.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And and have your job search, your posts that are that are marketing yourself for a job search, to be focused on the future and the positive.
0: There you go. I think that that is. I think that's really good advice. Hmm. So let's wrap it up. Mm-hmm. Being part of any kind of a riff is hard, scary, shocking, and heavy on the heart. Mm-hmm. So we want to help you be prepared. And we have some episodes that we recommend you listen to. If you go to the resources page on our website, look for the job learning track episodes. Mm -hmm. And we recommend (laughs) always having a current resume and keeping your LinkedIn current. Keep Mm -hmm. your skills up to date in case you find yourself in an unexpected job search. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. And as always, we said some stuff that was pretty blunt. Today, it's because we care and because we want you to be prepared and we want you to, if you face a rift to get your next job asap and to know what to do. Um, we're here for you. We look at our email, we answer questions. So please let us know if we can help in any way. We hope that you don't need this episode, but if you do, we hope it's helpful.
0: All right. And until next time, thanks for listening. This
1: is is Real Job Talk, the podcast with practical advice for mid-career professionals.
0: Our website with all Real Job Talk related information is realjobtalk.com.
1: We'd love to hear from you. Please send us your questions, topics you'd like to talk about, and Real Job Talk stories. And you may find them featured on a future episode. Use the website or email us at realjobtalk at gmail.com.
0: You can follow us on Twitter at Real Job Talk.
1: And on Facebook and Instagram at Real Job Talk Show.
0: My name is Kathleen Nelson-Troyer. You can find me on Twitter at Daily Cat. And on LinkedIn, I'm Kathleen Nelson-Troyer. And I'm Liz Bronson. On Twitter, I'm Liz B. Consult.
1: And on LinkedIn, I'm Liz Bronson.
0: Real Job Talk is produced by John Mark Troyer. Our graphic artists are Lexi and Zachary Bronson. And thanks for joining us. Until next time.